Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Civil Trials, a discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I'm your host, Walter, and tonight I am here with Savannah. Hello. Shelton. Hello. Saria. Hello. And Javon. What's up? Tonight we will be concluding our True Crime July series with the silence of the lambs for this movie we're, instead of focusing on buffalo bill who was pretty much a combination of ted bundy and ed gein and a few others we're going to focus mainly on hannibal and the man that inspired him so before we get into all that i wanted to ask you guys like i normally do what's your overall impression of the silence of the lambs I liked it. It was really interesting. I thought I wasn't going to like it at first because um, it was like an old movie. Not really like old movies. But it turns out it was actually pretty fucking great and extremely interesting. Yeah, it was It was really good. I had honestly no idea what to expect because, you know, it's, it's called Silence of the Lambs. I've never watched it. I've heard, like, after seeing it, I realized that I've, like, actually heard tons about it. But... The whole time I was like, okay, so this is going to have to do something with lambs. It's, it's got to have something to do with lambs. I mean, it's in the name. And um, you never end up actually seeing any lamb. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> this it, But it was really point, good. At what point were you like, okay, I don't think this movie has any lambs in it? At what point in the movie? Like, at yes. the beginning, but I was like, well, it's still in the It's like the beginning happened. It was like, oh, oh, this is not... I, there's no farm. Oh, <laughs> it was like, it was like, okay, well, this could be a crime, a crime thing. I should have known, given the like theme. He was so disappointed we there wasn't any lambs. You were so disappointed there wasn't any lambs. The movie is actually about a moth. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was confused about. I was like, I was like, oh shit, oh, there's so many moths. Why isn't this called Silence of the Moths? And then, and then the part. What noise does so- like, the oh, moth okay. make? Wings. Nighttime noises? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Zarya. Nighttime Zarya. Nighttime noises. Nighttime noises. Um, so I first saw this movie in my serial killer class, and it was really weird. Like the very first one, because I was looking at it from like like an academic. I was looking at it academically, so it was very weird. And then when I just saw it, just to see it. It was still very weird, but I genuinely liked it though. And what about you, Javon? It was it was good. It's the second time I've ever seen it. I saw it a long like when it first came out. Not when it first came out. I saw it a long time ago, and um, seeing it again like really, it was good, man. It was I, it was like way ahead of its time. <laughs> way ahead of its time. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, for me, Sons of the Lambs has kind of been always in the back of my mind like i've always seen it or heard about it growing up uh my first time actually paying attention to it was actually when i got a little older and i first started spending summers here with my dad and my stepmom and she watched uh she watched it a lot when it came on tv she watched a lot of like uh, uh psychological thrillers or just like lifetime movies so those were like the two things she would watch and i would join in on all of, most of them so yeah sounds of the lambs is Definitely one of them. It wasn't, it was, again, it was later on when I found out it was like a famous movie. It's a, it's actually considered a prestige film, an Oscar winning film. So, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, I, I actually, I love it. Uh, but 
you know, I love the character Hannibal Lecter. I love the story. But um, despite how I feel about this movie and how um, high standard it is, it's actually not my favorite out of the uh, whole entire series. But this is, I have like a list of like how I separate movies. And this is definitely on my inspired list, but it's more for the story rather than like the film itself. Um, I am much interested. I am much more interested in the other stuff, but I'll get into the franchise later on. We're gonna take a break, and then I'm gonna get into the movie facts about the Signs of the Lambs. We're back, and I'm gonna give you guys some movie facts about the Silence of the Lambs. The Silence of the Lambs was uh, premiered in February 14th, 1991. So there's your uh, Valentine's Day movie. It was directed by Jonathan Demme. It's based on the 1988 novel of the same name by Thomas Harris. The screenplay is by Ted Talley. The film stars Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, Scott Glenn, and Ted Levine. The plot goes as this. Jodie Foster stars as Clary Starling, a top student in the FBI Training Academy. Jack Crawford, played by Scott Glenn, wants Clarice to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins, a brilliant psychiatrist who is also a violent psychopath serving, serving life behind bars for various acts of murder and cannibalism. Crawford believes that Lecter may have insight into a new case of a serial killer that they are working on by the name of Buffalo Bill, and that Starling, as an attractive young woman, may be the bait to draw him out. The film's budget was $19 million and its box office intake was $272.2 million. That's a God lot there. Damn. Definitely a big hit. Uh, like I said, this is actually our first Oscar-winning movie that we've ever covered on the podcast. Uh, it won the Big Five at the 64th Academy Awards. It won uh, Best Actor for Anthony Hopkins, Best Actress for Jodie Foster, Best Adapted Screenplay, and Best Director, as well as the Big Award Best picture it was also nominated for best sound and editing but it lost to terminator 2 judgment day and jfk all right so that's general facts about the movie uh what do you guys think about it all you know these this information on this movie definitely it it shouldn't have lost to those movies i don't know terminator terminator was the shit terminator 2 was good (laughs) (laughs) oh my that's when you've given up on the rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen JFK, so I don't know. Compared to how it's like held up throughout time, I feel like it definitely should have won. No, bro. Fuck out of here. I mean, goes back and watches the fucking Terminator, Terminator Two, unless they fucking are super into Terminator. Me? A lot of people. Watch, yeah. like, watch fucking everything. <laughs> no, I don't. But yeah. Yes, well, the ter- you well if, if you just want to see like classic, like as far as like kind of like the nostalgia of that era, Terminator was the movie to watch. Yeah, Terminator Two is the movie of which we have. It, it is the template of uh, of all action movies to this day. Basically, yeah. as far it was, it changed the the landscape of action movies. Yeah, T2 is a big one, but. I, I do think, uh, you know, best editing and sound, I guess T2 wins that. Again, I've never seen JFK. I don't think any of us have, but nope. <laughs> I don't think the Signs of the Lambs had anything sound-wise. Editing, maybe. Sound, mm. it was the 90s, too. Let's keep that in mind. 
the lotion Super Nintendo days. All right, so we're going to take another break and then we're going to get into the true crime facts about the real man who inspired Dr. Hannibal Lecter, Dr. Alfredo Bali Trevino. All right, so we're back and we're going to talk about uh, Dr. Alfredo Bali Trevino, a.k.a. Dr. Salazar, who was the real man that inspired Hannibal Lecter. All right, so uh, Mr. Dr. Trevino here was a surgeon doing his time in prison in Monterrey, Mexico, for murder, and he was also a medic intern. In 1959, Trevino got into an argument with his lover, Jesus Castillo Rangel. Rangel, Rangel was also a doctor. Pretty sure it's Jesus. No, that uh, I looked at videos. They called his name was Jesus. Wow. wow. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, my apologies. No, <laughs> I, I I had to double check on that one. I was I was sort of pre pre uh act pre, proactive proactive on the names here, so I did I do know that one. His name was Jesus, which R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. The argument resulted in Trevino slitting <laughs> Rangel's throat with a scalpel. <laughs> Trevino then Damn. chopped him up into pieces and buried his body in an empty lot. The body was discovered by a suspicious acquaintance who followed Trevino to the burial site. Trevino was okay, re- his stalker. Yeah. <laughs> Trevino Damn. was arrested and given the death penalty. He was also suspected of killing and dismembering several hitchhikers in the city outskirts during the late 1950s and early 1960s so on the other side of things we have mr thomas harris who is a american writer and novelist he was born on september 22nd 1940 and he currently lives in jackson tennessee majority of his writing is the four hannibal book series but he has other he has two other books that are out uh that are all in the same uh genre which is suspense crime and horror his latest book came out in 2019. In 1963, Thomas Harris, who, as we know, is the author that will go on to make the Right to Hannibal Lecter books, met uh, Dr. Trevino. On that day, Harris met uh, Trevino in, in the Monterey prison while he was working on a different uh, story about a, an inmate by the name of Dykes Eskew Simmons, who was sentenced to death for a triple murder. Trevino had treated Simmons after he was shot during an escape attempt. When Harris met uh, Dr. Trevino after speaking with Simmons, he initially believed that he was the prison doctor, and Harris described Trevino as a small man with dark red hair who also stood very still. Also, he said there was a certain elegance about him. Trevino, who Harris gave the pseudonym later on as Dr. Salazar, in order to protect his identity, invited Harris to sit down and talk to him. Ultimately, Dr. Alfredo Bali Trevino did wind up leaving prison despite receiving the death penalty. He was sentenced, his sentence was committed to 20 years and he was released in 1980 or 1981. Trevino then died in 2009 when he was 81 years old. He reportedly spent his last years helping the poor and elderly. So moving on, uh, there were other factors that also went into development into Hannibal's character. 
what ensued was the conversation that is eerily similar to the infamous one between Dr. Hannibal Lecter and Clary Starling, as well as Hannibal Lecter and Will Graham. Trevino asked Harris a series of questions displaying the mysterious personality and the complicated psyche of Trevino, which uh, the questions were, uh, how did Harris feel about looking at Simmons? Did he notice the, dismi- the disfigurement in Simmons' face? And had he had seen the uh, Simmons' victims? It was only after the interaction that Harris learned who Dr. Trevino really was. The doctor is a murderer, which is, uh, that's a quote from the prison guard after Harris asked him how long Trevino had been working there. In learning about Trevino's crime, the warden explained to Harris that as a surgeon, he could package his victims up in a surprisingly small box, adding he will never leave this place because he is insane. The location of the third book in the series, Hannibal, was inspired by the monster of Florence. While preparing for the book, Harris had traveled to Italy where he was present for the trials of the monster of Florence. The monster of Florence uh, was the name commonly given by the media to an Italian serial killer who ended up be who ended up killing 16 people between the years of 1968 and 1985 in Providence of Florence. Law enforcement conducted several investigations into the case and uh, for over many years, and the courts reached the conclusion that the murders were committed by not one single person, but a group of people, at least four perpetrators who were all found and con- uh, convicted. In 2013, when a 25th anniversary uh, edition of the Silence of the Lambs novel was released, Harris included a new introduction revealing Hannibal Lecter's who Hannibal Lecter was based off of, which is the little-known Mexican murderer that he dubbed Dr. Salazar. And that is all the information we have on Dr. Salazar slash Dr. Alfredo Bali Trevino and uh, pretty much the origins of where Hannibal Lecter comes from. So give me some feedback here. Uh, what do we think about this this Mexican doctor? Don't you just like love our system where they just be like letting people out and shit? Yeah. Behavior. Like, oh, like change. You're a good person. Well, so, so, it's it's probably it's probably one of those things that some people do change and then a lot of people don't change. So it's either well, again, you damn them all or you you know give them all a chance. Yeah. Well, this is taking place in Mexico and it was like the 1960s. Back so, in the day, the wild wild west. Plus, he did go on to, like, didn't he end up uh, doing like, homeless people work afterwards, so he died, yeah. So it's that like, we know in of. In this funny. case, he did change. Well, yeah, that's true. He could have just been better at hiding the body. Bodies. I mean, he learned from his mistakes. I commend the person who learned from their mistakes. Yeah, yeah he probably more people. What about you, Zarya? You never know. I don't know. It's just a weird case. I don't really too much know much about how Mexico's prison system works, so I don't know, like, why his sentence was reduced and whatnot. But yeah, no, it's just a weird case. It probably works bass backwards. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's to a, let us, a, a doctor serial killer who could package up a person in a small box go after yeah. 20 years in good behavior. I think it's pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I do find interesting that it's just that one murder that he was found, like that he got caught on. So we don't really know. He was suspected of killing hitchhikers, which I'm gonna just talk up and say he probably did. But it just wasn't ever proven. Probably. Yeah. 
Just that right. one murder was because of the witness. Yeah, what did they say in the, in the movie? I forgot. It's um, um, law-abiding citizen. It's like it's not what you. It's not what is true. It's what you can prove in court. Yeah. I was uh, about yep. to say. Uh, I was about to say and ask Arya like, yeah. No matter what everybody like knows, if you don't have the evidence to prove it, you can't really convict in court. Yeah. Right? Which is mm-hmm. trash. Someone could give a fucking confession and still get away with it. It's trash, but it's also good because people can lie on somebody. I'm glad I'm your brother. Don't kill me, Sheldon. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's Sheldon you gotta worry about. What are we saying, Zarya? Even if the evidence, um, even if the evidence like come back and it comes back to prove that it was actually him, they can't retry him. Because oh, yeah. that'll be double jeopardy. Oh, double jeopardy, right, yeah. Can't do that is, for the same. That is hilarious. All right. So uh we are going to take another short break and then we'll be back and we're gonna get into the Silence of the Lambs movie. You spook easily, Starling. Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, skins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job and never forget what he is. Oh, he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're gonna catch him, do you realize that? Oh, Clarice, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. You told me you don't spook easily. You call this easy, sir? Lecter's missing hand arm. Man's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? Thank you, Clary. Thank you. And we're back. So we're going to get into the <laughs> Silence of the Lambs movie. Uh, normally, we're going to, you know, I start off the conversation talking about the first shot. Here we kind of have like a first sequence, but I do want to talk about the music because I like the music of this movie, especially at the beginning. The uh, I don't know if it's like violins or a harp, but uh, it's very it's very mood setting. But uh, we do op- uh, we do officially open in on Clary's training in Quantico as she's going through this this like obstacle course in the forest and uh what i like about this particular sequence is that uh it's it's we don't really get introduced we get introduced to the fact that her character is a strong character but i like how this is more of an introduction that symbolizes her journey and how she's a woman who is constantly uh tackling obstacles in a male-dominated uh career path uh so I wanted to see if you guys caught on to that uh, 
at the beginning here or not? What we think? Yeah. With the looks, yeah. the looks she was getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As she was going through, and everybody's like, kind of like, "What are you doing here? Where's my coffee?" <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm talking specifically the opening where she's doing the actual course. Like that whole course symbolizes what she will go through throughout the the entire movie. Yeah, did, didn't notice that. I like mean, definitely after you brought it up, it's something. <laughs> I look back at After it. After like, it came oh, to our man. attention, it's like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> so yeah, it was pointed out, yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's start off here. How how we feel about Clarice in this movie, Miss Jodie Foster oh, as Clarice Starling? I wish, I wish that she never like opened her mouth. Really? Why? <laughs> I hate her voice. Oh god. I was dying laughing when she was walking out of the prison and the guy was like masturbating and then he turned and threw the semen at her face. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, like, only Walter would have me rewatch this in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to that scene. I was that's like, wow. That's a, that's a lot of semen there, buddy. <laughs> I've been waiting God. for a while. Not a lot, bro. He said, <laughs> he's super soaked. He said, Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do you feel about her character? She always looks confused. Woman. She always what? To me, she always looks confused. <laughs> Why are we in this room? Why do you think his nose? <laughs> Doctor, what are you doing? <laughs> Awful accent aside. I did like her character. <laughs> she does have yep. a likable character. Yeah. I think. It's an, I think it's empowering. I, I like her accent. The, I thought the accent was charming. <laughs> yeah, you I like the accent. Fucking sense for goddamn country, you bumpkin. <laughs> Thank you, Savannah. out of here. I love her accent. I love it. I, I like how she... It's just so, it's like, small-town ha- apple pie type... Like so southern hospitality. Yeah, it's no, Jody. It, it sounded like she fucking took goddamn moonshine butter in the back biscuits. Farm. <laughs> she she made some fresh butter. buttermilk like biscuits. Shut your ass! Don't you know fucking butter? Shut up! I love her accent. You know like, I fucking do. It sounded like Jody oh, playing Clarice playing some type jo- of southerner. To me, it's Jodie Foster. I I think that's how Jodie Foster sounds in like everything except for, like Taxi Driver. Oh God. She was in Taxi. Well then. Yeah, she's the, the directors. None of her friends are true oh. friends for letting her continue with that awful accent. Honestly, <laughs> I'd be like, sis, pick something else. <laughs> right, this so one ain't it. This one ain't it. it. That Georgia accent. Leave it at the borderline. Leave it to Savannah. Hello, doctor. <laughs> Hello, doctor. I was wondering if you could just read over these uh, files. Uh, it. No. <laughs> Can the you read these? Screaming. The lambs were screaming, doctor. It sounds like she was like, she was. She had a country accent, but she kept talking through her teeth. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me now, where is the killer? Uh, where is the killer? Where am I? <laughs> oh, what am I doing? Came into the face. 
I got <laughs> semen all over my face. I got semen. I got baby batter all over my chin. They were swimming, doctor. They were <laughs> swimming all over my face. <laughs> oh, baby batter. Oh, my God. Uh, I felt so confused. Swimming. The, the lambs were she, swimming. She kind of reminds me of um, the girl from Twilight. Oh, like, she always has that confused kind of like uh, what? Yeah. Like it's just it just it it's funny. Me. It's funny you should bring up the girl from Twilight, Kristen Stewart, because she played Kristen Stewart played Jodie Foster's daughter in Panic Room. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, well, that movie also features a very young and wild uh, Jared Leto before before Suicide Squad, <laughs> before anything really. But he has like it's funny because Jared Leto has cornrows in that movie, and that's the only thing you can look at because they got this like bottle bottle of glue looking white guy with these cornrows <laughs> in his hair. Like that's it looks weird. But uh, getting back to the movie, so uh, Jodie Foster in her accent. They get uh, put on a mission to, or not really a mission, but like a task to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter by Jack Crawford here, uh, who is like the head of everything, I guess. Uh, how we feel about Jack Crawford? I think he's pretty cool. Yeah, he was chill. He had a soft spot for her. Yeah. He like saw potential in her too. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, to me, he's just like your average leader, but like you know, man in man in charge. Uh, I I think the character is done much better elsewhere, but we'll get to that much later on. But here, he's just he he serves a purpose as for like you know moving the character and the plot along. But uh, so it's 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 in her conversation with uh with. Uh, Clarice and Jack's conversation where you know he gives her the uh, the task to interview Dr. Hannibal Lecter and she does her whole Hannibal the Cannibal line and that's how he's known which is I've always found hilarious that that's his name because it rhymes it's even kind of it's spelled the same but just one letter off literally yeah yeah so moving forward we 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 uh, meet my favorite character uh, Dr. Frederick Chilton who is the head the head warden of this insane asylum in Baltimore? I love this guy. I don't know how y'all felt, but I this is like my favorite character in this whole entire movie. I hate like that he's characters that are douches. <laughs> Honestly, he's so he's so just so Why? like full of himself. It's hilarious to me. He's so charming. I'm gonna say that again. He's just so charming oh. to me. Doctor Chilton. Man, you can be using the wrong damn words, man. God, right. You can be any other way. No. Yes, like. (laughs) I like how. I bet you you get charmed about nice dumps, too, don't you? You just take a nice dump and you're like, ah, I feel so charmed. I think I'm more. (laughs) Look at that. Look at that poo. Just float, man. (laughs) That pee. (laughs) Shut up, Javon. I, I do really like Dr. Chilton. To me, he's just like, he's, I like how he's a different version of, to me, he's just like a different version of Hannibal. And I might be pulling some stuff in from the show, but uh, as of the movie, to me, he is like that. You could you tell he has like an, al- he has alternative motives, which, you know, later on in the movie, he ends up revealing his alternative motives. But, uh, you know, I like how, you know, Clarice meets him and he's just immediately trying to flirt with her. 
and she just has to like you know it, it it's a part of her character and her story that she submits and like really plays along to what he's saying but i just love how creepy he is so we, we, it's in that scene where um we get told that hannibal actually bit a nurse's face off or he bit her face off and ate her tongue so, i still wonder how he made it to her tongue well you actually see it in the movie hannibal which is the sequel to this one they, there's a video footage but in here to show her a picture she just kind of like reacts to it but we never actually see it you sound uh, like you're upset by that i'm what <laughs> i sound, <laughs> like, you I'm sound like you're upset by that we got to see her react to, but we didn't see it. We didn't get to see it all the way. Like I wanted to see her, like him, like you know, pinky well, up I mean, her tongue out of her mouth and like eat it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, anyway, uh, um, <laughs> so we so uh, we meet Doctor Hannibal Lecter, played by Anthony Hopkins. How we, how we feel about this character in this movie? How how what do we think about Hannibal Lecter, guys? He was so good. He's mm-hmm. really good. Excellent. He was yeah. amazing. I totally agreed. I, I love the like ominous, like not really knowing, like you're in the dark about him, but like like intimidation. I love that. It, it looked so like much. the real world, like like it was like one of those live interviews, mm-hmm. and he was legit crazy. Yeah, I it's like you think he's super like friendly and on her side, but it's like then then you're thinking in the back of your head like mm, if those bars weren't there, he'd probably be eating her face right now. So <laughs> well, that that he had those little moments where he like kind of snapped, and it's like oh shit, like back up. From, and a lot of times she would be too close to the bars, and I'm like, back up. You're like, Let me just say, she didn't like, follow any of those fucking rules. No, 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 she didn't. That bitch put her hand in that fucking thing like five times. I was like, I'm just waiting for him to snatch her ass right now. <laughs> she, she leaned up against the bars a good five or six fucking times. And in the real world, she would have been dead the, the movie. Yeah. Wait, so, so you guys bars. feel... So you guys did feel like at any moment Hannibal would attack Clarice. I was waiting for uh, him to reach through them bars. In the beginning, in the beginning, yes, but I think yeah. like in a way he started like being interested into her. Like he like enjoyed her mind and yep, just like loved dissecting her and like you know he started to like her. He was like, okay, this girl's actually pretty fucking smart. Like, you know, proposed to her. Yeah, I, I do get danger when we first meet him, but as the movie does go on, and you know him and uh, Hannibal and Clarice do develop this like mental relationship where he's really just mentally torturing her with memories that she didn't want to remember. But it's it's still interesting to me and how like he could just he could be so like evil, but yet so into interested by the end you know much like dr chilton he he definitely has alternative motives at least i felt like he did throughout the entire movie but i think anthony hopkins is really great in this uh definitely the most crazy version of the character i think that we have because in the others he's not he's more restrained you, you know which is ironic because he's not in a cell for most in these other movies so uh, yeah, we get to after 
they have their their talk, their iconic conversation. Um, I love the shot of where she walks to him and he's just standing there waiting for her. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys caught on to this, but uh, Hannibal has actually has like a superpower. He could he smell he can smell really good. I don't know if anyone else caught that. Oh Did yeah, you yeah. Call that a superpower? He has a he has yeah. a heightened sense of smell. Would have been yeah. a better way to say. Shelves are yeah. start right in the context of what you say, Walter. <laughs> well, yeah. Walter will say stuff and I'll just explain it. Like they'll be like, Walter, did you just say that? I'll be like, what he meant to say was. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like, like you ever... mom. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly feels like uh, if you ever seen a pup named Scooby Doo, how whenever like kid Vilma would talk and they would be like, huh? And then like they would get Shaggy and Scooby to explain what she said. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but um, yeah, that, uh, but yeah, uh, Hannibal does have heightened senses. I, it, it is something almost superhuman, but it, it's almost you know it's still kind of grounded. Uh, at least in the book and uh in the TV show, it's it's touched on, it's just touched upon more. Um, he can he definitely smells uh Clarice's perfume and everything and. You know, he eats people, so he has a heightened sense of taste, and he can tell you the ingredients and everything. And then uh, he listens to a lot of classical music, so that helps with hearing. Uh, there's a lot that goes into Hannibal's character and his elegance that I find truly interesting oh. and, and fascinating. His elegance. <laughs> elegance. Go ahead, Savannah. What do you have to say about that? Should we stop staring into him? He is <laughs> elegant. Elegant of eating people's face. Extra taste kind of buds. Actually, okay, I, actually, I I do agree. It's it's more I of like it. a um, yeah, pinkies up with silver plated utensils and like handkerchiefs with a rose, you know, like that kind of. Yeah, like he's a, a fancy cannibal. Yes, like candle lit dinner. Human filet mignon. Yes. You know? <laughs> Human flaming on. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. He's, he's. I, I guess I'm, I'm like the hot Cheeto and Crusty Cannibal. I'm just surprised <laughs> he said, he said elegance. I was like, oh. Well, the there. character is elegant. I mean, okay. Like, oh, big word. <laughs> <laughs> I there's, was just surprised he used something other than charming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other other words here of how to describe Hannibal because I'm trying to like get to the I, before we get into Buffalo Bill. I want you know I want to do focus on Hannibal Lecter and you know he's in this movie a lot and you know the way Anthony Hopkins plays him is uh is is the most it's the craziest version of the character that I've seen out of all the movies and have what I've read in the books. Uh, well. The book, the book, and the movie of Science of the Lands are very, are actually very similar. They're, they're, it's verbatim. The conversation is verbatim in every other scene. Uh, the way the villain, uh, Buffalo Bill, acts is very on point. But uh, Hannibal is definitely more emphasized in the movie, and then in the book, he's definitely has he has more detail to him, but he still kept a mystery. Which is why I brought up his like sense of smell and his heightened senses because in the movie you don't you only get like passing references to it. Well, in the book you do you you know they don't they don't spend a lot of time on it, but you do get like a paragraph of how 
he is thinking and how he's working. The book is told omnisciently, so you get all the characters' um, thoughts and like feelings. Uh, when you know Hannibal isn't necessarily in the book a lot, but here in the movie, he's he's definitely a bigger presence. But I I just wanted to like really focus on how like you know he's he's extraordinary he's extraordinarily smart. He draws. You know, which is a big part of his character. He's all he has like this uh this fascinating and very deep uh memory storage. Uh, they call it his memory palace in the books. Uh, again, in in this movie, you only get like little hints of it, but it's it's all very fascinating. We really try and focus on the character. But with that being said, let's fast forward on to good old Buffalo Bill here. <laughs> How we feel about Buffalo Bill, guys? This crazy, this crazy man, woman. Oh, it's always it gives, it gives me, like he gives me like Walter vibes. Uh, <laughs> like if Walter was a character, he would be Dang. Buffalo Bill. Really? <laughs> Buffalo Walter. I can see that honestly. <laughs> I, I find that somewhat insulting because I don't like <laughs> Buffalo Bill at all. Then again. Mm, explain. Because <laughs> he's fucking creepy and likes flesh, and just I would see you doing that type of shit. I would see you wearing people's flesh as a fucking dress and suit or some shit. Like that screams Walter. At well, <laughs> well, like like gray walls and black lights. Great. Mm. <laughs> you finish your little. You finish your juice, sir. We'll get to you last. <laughs> just just for that, we'll I get see, to you last. <laughs> I see Walter just like looking in the mirror, playing that fucking song, and be like, I'd fuck you. <laughs> yeah, dude was weird as fuck. That is hilarious. I love that song. And just the fact that, like, when he's at the well, you know, he's like, it puts the lotion on his skin. <laughs> Like I can, I can see you like ha- you have somebody locked up or something. It's like you just come up with some like little poem or fucking riddle. Like you do what I want, oh my or God. you die. <laughs> <laughs> I was just tripping that he was like you little fucking whore. He was like talking to himself. So I'm like, yeah. All right. <laughs> somebody has fucking idea. Gotcha. Oh, I was just I just liked it how he was like a melting pot of other serial killers. So like each thing that he did, I was like, ooh, that's like so and so. I was like, ah, but that's like also that's also like so and so. So I was kind of geeked out. Yeah, uh, what uh, I love. Are we first? We're first introduced to him in his little like dungeon basement thing where he's like he's like what sewing a face or something or sewing some skin. Mm-hmm. But later on, we see him actually, like, kidnap a, a woman. And I love this part because it's a fucking couch. <laughs> In the middle of the night, this dude is trying to get a couch into a, a van. And this woman stops and helps him. Like a oh, fucking God. idiot. <laughs> Honestly. Random dumbass shit. And then she goes into the van first before that was him. The like, worst no! Part of it. Like, okay, I get if you want to help somebody at night, but why the fuck would you get in the back of the van? Oh my Never god. Get in the, we tell children not to do that. Yes, in broad daylight. You know what the weirdest thing is? 
the weirdest thing is that still, probably still to this day, people get kidnapped that same way or something similar. Oh, yeah. Ted that's Bundy true. did it for years. Well, that's because fucking Ted Bundy, like for whatever reason, females thought that he was this delicious man and was like, oh my God, you want to like take me out in the woods? <laughs> and a fucking beetle that has dry blood. Oh my god, yes. Let's go. And then the fucking axe to the throat. I think he used yeah. a hacksaw, but yeah. Hey, it's like, oh my god, what's what? that hacksaw for? Oh, oh, it's oh, cutting. Oh, no. Trees. <laughs> oh, that's so sexy. This is so not like groovy. <laughs> that's I the word, groovy. <laughs> it was the seventies, yeah. What what did they use groovy in seven in the seventies? I don't remember. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. Far out. Um no. but yeah, I, I I my favorite part though is when she gets in the car and she's helping up she's helping up the guy, he goes, Are you about a are you about a size fourteen? And then like immediately he just She like, said what? Dude, is what? Yes, girl. But see, if this is yeah, if this had happened in, in like the in like the last five or seven years, like where if like somebody um got her to get in the trunk and she's like, Are you a size fourteen? Are you trying to call me fat? No, you fucking Oh my man. god. <laughs> People are like, oh, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> well that was the that was the point. He wanted them bigger so that uh when he starved them the skin would loosen up and it would make it easier for him to like carve it off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying that See, everybody was, got something to say. <laughs> I was a little confused about that because um really I was like, why would why would you go for like um more bigger, like a bigger person, if you were just gonna starve them to shrink them down. But I forgot that skin doesn't just immediately shrink with you. Yeah. So. Nope. Yeah. Skin but doesn't immediately shrink. Three days though, right? How long can you keep them? Well, yeah, he don't. He I think only... You can only go like about. I think it's three five days. days without food. You well, can go. Feeding no, you like can only go seven scraps. days. Seven days without food. And I think it's four days or three days without water. Yeah. Oh, my. But he was feeding her because, like, when you see her in the well, she's like, I don't want your fucking scraps. And then, like, you know, (laughs) tries to catch the dog. (laughs) He was like a fucking, like, piece of chicken bone with the the gristle at the tip. Yes. Yeah. Try to catch the dog with a bucket, right? Yeah. A well bucket. Get my my dog. No. She, yo, she was dog. she was cutthroat though. She was like, "I'm gonna hurt. I'm doing it. You, she, he's hurting. You better." It's like, "Oh damn, the, fucking cut." You don't know what pain is. That was hilarious. Yeah, that could be me. I couldn't do that. Here's okay. Here's my question. Do you guys find Buffalo's Bill scary? Unnerving. I find more deranged. Terrifying. What are you? Yes. I think he's really? more deranged than scary. Like, if I saw him in public, I, I don't think I'd be scared. Yeah, I mean, he's a normal-looking dude, but, like, character-wise, like, what we see, it's fucking he's terrifying. He's really unnerving. Okay. There's, there's people out there that's like this guy, so it's terrifying. <laughs> you say normal. You say he's a normal dude. Did you not see that hairline? That is not normal. That I don't know what was going on with his hair. Some people aren't as blessed like as others. <laughs> 
Like, he looks like he's a 60 year old balding white man. Like, what? That's normal. It's funny. It's always funny when you see a serial killer type person, like, in just regular. I think I was in Lowe's. And uh, it was a dude that was in, like, the, the tool section. And I, I hit up my girl. I was like, yo, you know, you ever see anybody that you're pretty sure is, like, a, a serial killer? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on with I'm y'all? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm standing by one right now. <laughs> no, my mom be like that. She was like, she'd be like, he looks like a serial killer. Like, he would just chop you up into a million pieces. And then eat oh you. I was like, I'm just like, are you okay? <laughs> Are you hungry? <laughs> you don't know what time it is. No. <laughs> the reason I ask that, the reason I ask that question though, is because like this movie is, you know, obviously iconic and famous and held up there as like the top best movies ever. But like, there's the there's such a generation of people that are like Buffalo Bill is like the true psycho. He's like he is, you know. After Norman Bates and Leatherface and Michael Myers, he's just that guy. And I'm like, I've never ever found this guy scary or interesting. As compared, charming. (laughs) I've never even found him charming. Like he, to me, he was just a crazy dude. He was a beautiful man. Elegant. Yeah. He had a certain elegant. <laughs> he had such an elegant way with his with his skins. But I don't know. To me, he seems the most like I don't. What's the word I could use? <laughs> Please enlighten us on this vocabulary. Majestic. He was so majestic in his skills. <laughs> no, 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 not majestic. To me, he was just so. Um. Brilliant? Yeah, like, not bland. Like, he still has an interesting psyche, but I've never felt any fear towards him or interest as compared to the other, like, villains that we get in the Hannibal universe. Uh, I was always more drawn to Red Dragon. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie or know how that happens, but basically the the, the same type of, like, three-way battle is happening with uh, Hannibal. There you have Will Graham. It takes place before Silence of the Lambs. And the main serial killer is, um, they call him the Tooth Fairy, but he's uh, he becomes the Red Dragon. And that, to me, you know, the motive for that killer that he kills families uh, according, and he, follow, he follows the moon cycle, and he kills families, like whole entire families in their house, and then mutilates the, uh, the mom's body, and then like replace all their eyes with like mirror glasses. And then he, like, covers himself in their blood, and then he stands in their backyard staring at the moon and kind of just, like, roaring. Like, that's kind of his thing. So, like, yeah, like, to me, that was way more interesting and terrifying than, oh, we have Buffalo Bill here who, you know, he abducts women and takes their skin, and then he dances around with his penis tucked. My dude, if that is not fucking weird, then (laughs) I don't know what isn't. It's weird, but it's not interesting. Wearing skins is pretty weird. Like, wearing skins is pretty interesting, bro. What were you saying, Savannah? He didn't really do much, like, like action-wise. Like, like, yeah, he kidnapped a girl and, like, threw her on a fucking well, but, like, you are on the hand. Like, you like stuff that's, like, okay, like, he literally, like, gory-ass killed the entire family. 
and you like, spectacle. so like yeah like yeah like okay it's not gonna yeah. you're not gonna feel that way like, yeah like, like he he, he grabbed him and turned his butthole inside out and then like spread it over him like a like a like a wedgie it's like bro what what are you talking hmm. about like, i don't, I don't walter i walter will likes say stuff that's like goring like killing and chasing and like slaughter that's what well, he's like oh, kind of sort of I will say I do like spectacle and presentation, which is what I think of when we get deeper into Hannibal's character and the universe. But like, you know, like I was saying, I, you know, I'm gonna say this later on, but like the whole entire series, the whole like theme is transformation in various different ways. Each, you know, each of the villains are transforming. You know, here in Sounds of the Lambs, we have Buffalo Bill who is trying to become a woman. He is transforming into a woman. But I never found his transformation as, you know, interesting, you know, there he, you know, he it's interesting to a point to me. But I do say, you know, with the Red Dragon, you do get more of a spectacle. Like, you don't necessarily see him kill the family. You see, like, the aftermath of it. But it's more of just, like, the symbolism of it and how he is so careful. And, you know, with Will Graham, he's able, you know, he's kind of on the spectrum. So he's able to be in tune and empathize with the killers so much as the point where he is becoming them. And so, you know, with that comparison, it's like my main point was just that people have really held Buffalo Bill to such a high standard. And I guess it's because he is more realistic. But to me, I've always was more drawn and advocating for somebody like Red Dragon or even in the sequel where you have Mason Verger, who was someone who was physically transformed, who was forcefully physically transformed by Hannibal. You know, I said back in our bully review, he was the guy that character ends up cutting his own face off and feeding it to dogs. And, you know, he comes back later on in the years and tries to, like, enact this whole plan to kill Hannibal because he turned him into a monster. But, like, you see what I'm saying, like, right? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> all right well that's good then. uh but you know we you know so we we get more of clary's you know he's investigating buffalo bill and she's talking with hannibal what i love another scene that i like is the whole storage scene <laughs> and where she finds the old storage of uh hannibal lecter's patient who was uh involved with buffalo bill and <laughs> i love how uh she, she has to jack up the the uh trailer herself and the name of the storage is your self storage. It made me laugh. Uh, but then I also love how she just gives him a card before she goes in and says, basically, basically she says, you know, here call this number in case I die inside this like storage unit. And then, yeah, these two grown men just waiting outside for her. Or I don't even know if they waited outside. They were just in there. Like one dude was just in the car. The the chauffeur, like the younger man who was sitting in the car like watching him mad as fuck and the old man was the one that was like trying to help her get the door open yeah. <laughs> and she was like can you get like your guy to help us out he's like uh no he specifically said that he does not do manual labor <laughs> <laughs> and then it just like cuts to like him in the car he just like sitting there like self-love mad as fuck mad as fuck <laughs> oh god it's hilarious but uh this is where we get our head in a jar that uh, how we feel about this head in a jar I thought it was pretty cool looking. Like I said, the last, that last time, the lashes a one. Still, <laughs> still pers- put together. And high in makeup right there. 
lashes. Speaking of the lashes, it's also because we uh, this is where we get our first hint that uh, well, not our first hint, but like this is where Clarice starts to realize that um, you know, the whole methodology behind Buffalo Bill is that he is trying to become a woman of some kind, and that he basically tested it out on this one victim who uh, who was so if I got it right. The, the head in the jar was a patient of Hannibal, and he was the lover of Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill killed that patient. He killed his lover. Yeah. Mm. We also find out, like I said, Red Dragon was the book in the movie that takes place before this, but it's been uh, eight years since Hannibal's been locked up, so I thought that was pretty interesting. All right, so uh, I, let's pick back up where... Um, where they, they figure out, where they do the autopsy. How do we feel about this autopsy scene? I actually really like this scene. I thought it I was good. It. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot myself. Yeah, it was I nice just, seeing. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I hated seeing how like grossed out she was, <laughs> like because she's like literally in this fucking field in school to be a detective, and it's like, all right, well, this isn't gonna be a first rodeo, and you're already over here gagging at the freaking looks of a dead body, like. Yeah, Guys, bitch, like, this is your fucking field. Right. Guys. It's gonna be your whole job. <laughs> One thing though, I do, um, I do like how it represented the whole like, some people feel like they're really into and can handle certain situations and stuff, well, but then they go into it and it's like, this is a little different than I expected. I, I can do it, but I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> it's a whole dead woman in front of me. <laughs> I, no, I know like, I want the school to be a mortician, but it's a whole dead person in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I resigned. No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it is funny, though, because it's like, all right, Starling, go ahead and perform the autopsy. You want me to do what now, sure? You want me to... All right, well, uh, sh- it's, a, it's a scratch on her back. All right, what does it mean? Well, it's a scratch on her back. And it's, it's, <laughs> I, think, it's, I think when we dropped her, it, it may have scratched yeah. her. <laughs> um, it looks like he also took the skin. Yep, and how much skin did he take? Um, I need a moment. Like, it's just what it felt. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, uh, but it is this scene where they find the moth inside of her mouth. And uh, my question was, did they, did they ever reference that they found us in any in any of the other victims with this moth in any of the other uh, victims or was it just her? I, I think uh, I think so. No, I can't remember. No, I, I, I think, don't think it was the knows. first because they seemed surprised. They did seem I'm surprised. Right. Yeah, because then that's how they like linked it to. Right. Yeah, like this will be his. his Calling yeah, but uh, yeah, but you know, like I said, th- this whole entire series is about uh, twisted versions of how one person can transform. And this, uh, when we get this moth here, it is it, you know, it brings the whole theme into focus. And the it's the death head moth, I believe, and it, it symbolizes change. Uh, Hannibal says that himself, and how. Uh, Buffalo Bill is just a couple bodies closer to becoming the woman he wants to be. Which I really <laughs> wonder how yeah. he thought that was gonna go. Like, cause you go out in public in skin, and people are gonna be like, Ooh. "Yeah, but was he gonna wear spot. it? 
Was he gonna wear it like twenty four seven? Was he gonna like wash it? Was he gonna take a shower in it? That was gonna be a weird, <laughs> a weird thing walking around with his dick tucked the entire time. I, I think he's gonna come to understand how uncomfortable that pro- uncomfortable that probably would have been. He's pain. Maybe. Uh, I do wonder if he was... about a tuck dick. <laughs> he thinks it's beautiful. It's more woman like, lady like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, you get the fucking point. <laughs> I do wonder if he was gonna like wear it all the time, or if it was just gonna be like a in the house thing, or if he's gonna actually go out and do it. I wonder what job he has. He doesn't. I don't think he has a job. How the fuck he got a house? <laughs> he's one of those site. No, no, isn't isn't it someone else's house? Like his dad or some so. shit. No, because um, remember Clarice goes to that lady and she and she no he was a he was a uh, he was a seamstress like he 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 did like uh oh, clothing oh yeah no wonder why it's so good like, yeah he yeah, was he was together. he sewed clothes for a living that's what he did shouldn't have me thrown off for a minute talking about Anna Jones I didn't remember what job he had he's on unemployment show in my life bragging about chick. I mean, he's just following his passion, following his dream, and in his downtime. The American dream, you know, just kill women and make clothes from their skin. Yeah. That sounds like the life. People come from all <laughs> over the world to America to try that. La 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 la, la. killing people's skin. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, uh, before we get to Hannibal's transfer and his escape, I do want to talk about Buffalo Bill again because it's like my favorite part of him was where she um she's like screaming and you do, you do the whole lotion in the basket bit that everybody knows <laughs> it puts the lotion in your basket or let's use the hose again and then she like the, he like sends the bucket down and like the, a light or like a flashlight and she looks at the wall and there's all these fingernails on it and she, she starts screaming her ass off but he just looks down and goes <laughs> It started like mocking, mocking her. her. It's, it's hilarious. He's like, <laughs> he's like twirling his hair and like, sh- like lifting his shoulders up. I, it, this dude is insane. That's <laughs> like the vibes. only part that gets me. Really big midsummer vibes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they all scream at each other because pain is one and one is pain or whatever, whatever they said in that movie. PTSD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we let's talk about Hannibal's transfer to Memphis, Tennessee, and his his big escape. Uh, man, I love this sequence. How do y'all feel about this whole entire like thing here? I loved I thought, it. Oh yeah. Very clever. Yeah, it was very, very, very clever. I didn't oh, expect it at all. Really? When he when he took mm-hmm. the pin, I thought he was gonna like. Uh, stab oh. dude with it. Yeah. But this motherfucker like had a whole plan. Like he looked the pin and then just like clicked perfectly. And he's like, I know exactly what the fuck I'm gonna do with that pin. I thought he was just gonna like stab him in the neck. Nope. He had this elaborate nope. shit planned out in a matter of just like seconds. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Like Hannibal is extremely smart and like he's not your average you know, crazy person, you know, again, you know, he's, he's fiction, but he's like, he's like the ultimate psychopath. Like, it's awesome. 
but I, I do love. How do you think? It's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> um, I do like how they have them in like custody, and they're at the airport or whatever, and everyone is wearing trench coats because that's all everyone had wore in these movies in the '90s was just big old trench coats. Uh, we get more of Doctor Chilton as he's like outside, and you know, Han- he's talking about Hannibal being in custody, and they're closer to finding Buffalo Bill, and. He's more focused on how the media is paying attention to him. Again, I just... How do you not like this guy? He's just so... Bullshit. I feel like... Yes. I feel like he was purposefully made to be unlikable, and you somehow like him. Yeah, like he's so unlikable that I like him. Leave it to Walter. I I feel like he's me in that type of situation. Like, if I was in charge of keeping a bunch of psychos in one place... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make the media come to me. Like that I don't know, it just seems incredible. Like, you know, you know, I'm a media person, so you know, if 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 all eyes are focused on me, it's great. We all know that. <laughs> we all fucking know that drama queen. <laughs> Guys, check out this movie, isn't it so cool? Guys, I just had this I got in a car wreck. Well, back to what I was saying. <laughs> Honestly. That literally well, happened. Once. Walter literally said, that literally well, happened. just fuck what I have to say, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> because y'all just be skipping over me sometimes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Walter has like that multiple child thing going on. I exist too. <laughs> <laughs> Love me, mommy. The thing is, I've actually said that. <laughs> oh, my God. I exist too. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bit too on the mark. Shelton no, says that. Walter doesn't want to keep talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Trust me. I'm vicariously talking about myself through this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Shelton said there was no lamb in this movie, but there actually was because uh, Hannibal Lecter's dinner was actually lamb chops before he escapes. He didn't even eat it. No, he covered it in blood. Wow, and he's you mad? I was hate that guy. Say, you sound really <laughs> upset that he didn't eat it. I was very it. upset. So yeah, Shelton yeah, the thing real... with food. Remember the whole mustard Shut. debacle? Like, yes, but he also doesn't like wasting he food. I don't. It's such a fucking waste. Like he could have ate. Fucking, he could have at that least was, ate some of that it. That was good food too. Like, you're not expensive and like extravagant. Oh, yeah. you're yeah. fucking Burger King throughout the week, and this dude got some fucking lamb. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? He ate a guy's face instead. Yeah, I guess oh, he got yeah. his fucking face. That's what I. That's what he used that damn pin for. Well, oh, yeah. he used the pin to like fucking break out the cuffs. Yeah, which was again smart thing. I didn't expect him to kill them. I thought he was gonna like nope. incapacitate them and then leave. He was like, Hell really, no. as, really, as soon as the dude walked in his cage, I said, oh, oh, He's dead. poor soul. I didn't expect well, okay, him to like so... gut him like a fish. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, like, that hang him up. Like, who has time for that? Like me. Oh, I expected him. I expected him to like. 
okay, he took chunk out of dude's face. I was like, okay, his, his MO, you know, he likes eating people. And he, like, will take a chunk out of somebody, no problem. And then, like, fucking, he hit dude with the baton. I was like, all right, he's out. And he hit him again. I was like, oh, oh, he, he's out. He hit him again. Yo, chill, he dead. <laughs> <laughs> to the beat of the music, too. Like, I love how he was, like, almost conducting an orchestra while hitting him. Like, it was that same type of movement. I didn't pay attention to any of the music in this, like, film. Yeah, I really it, was, it was like he was orchestrating. Yeah. I was just uh, at work, and I was, like, putting some books in a box, and I looked down, like, oh, oh, chill, chill, dude, chill. Well, no. We were, we were eating dinner, and uh, it was so much blood. Well, then Tisha got, Tisha got up and was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I was like, okay. Just keep on going. Oh, it's the guts. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to finish my burrito on that note. But yeah. As I... My my favorite shot of this entire movie is that whole... Like, the body reveal of the... like the I call it the angel pose. Of how the guy is hanging from the ceiling with his, like... He's, like, disemboweled. I... I like, that is... That one shot right there is just that to me says Hannibal Lecter when I think of Hannibal Lecter that's like one of the first things that comes to mind because that is you know it again it is it is very elegant it is very like artful and and like crafty like that I, I just love that whole like how can how someone can like not only kill a person but then present them in this dramatic like almost artistic old-fashioned style I, I just that just really draws me in there's one season i don't know which season it is but of dexter where it's literally about that exact type of like killing please it's, tell me that oh, season yeah. you you are going to like nut watching this season like wow. it's actually a really good fucking season oh yeah then i definitely need to find that because there's no secret i have problems with dexter but if if it's anything, if it gets like that, then yes, presenting yeah, the body. Yeah, they do a lot of Blood Eagle shit on this season because that's what that killer like like to do. Ah, Blood Eagle, that's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. Um, I know in uh in MTV Scream season two they recreated it with a uh, a character. Um, it's it was one of the female characters, but yeah, the the you know ghost face killer uh, attacks somebody at a party and then like in one of like the vacant rooms. Um, you get the killer reveal. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens, but you pretty much get like a, a a girl is like who's one she's revealed to be working with the killer, and then she gets killed, and then she's uh, when when the police raids the party, they find the body and like in the like backyard or something or in like the back room, and she's just hanging just like it's exactly like it. Like you can do like a, a photo side by side. It's exactly the same. And uh, I was actually surprised they weren't able to show it on TV because, again, the, her guts are, like, out. But, yeah. You know, we get a little ways into the movie. Let's let's talk about, uh, pretty much get to the climax here and how uh, Clarice finally gets to the house. And, uh, man, she has this conversation in the door with uh, Buffalo Bill, which was really creepy. Man, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh I showed you guys a, a meme earlier this week where it was like, Hey are, are you about a size fourteen? <laughs> oh yeah. I was just waiting for her to him to ask her that. It's it's just like 
that feeling of um, whenever the cops go into the building, like raid it. Oh, yeah. It's just completely empty. And you're just like, oh, shit. Is she really there alone? Yeah, she's at the Uh-oh. wrong. They they went to the wrong house. I'm going oh, back yeah. to whoever they like raided. The first was like a little old couple. <laughs> they all these fucking SWAT teams busted down the door and they're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like, they probably it, it, just like sitting on a couch knitting. <laughs> <laughs> they just come into the ceiling. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, open up. It, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Dark Knight, you know, uh, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen the Dark Knight, but the whole uh, Rachel and Harvey Dent reveal where uh, Joker gives two addresses and uh, they're both at each one, but he switches them and Batman goes to one and uh, the police go to the other, but the police don't make it in time. He didn't switch them. Yeah, he did. Did he? No. I'm pretty sure he does. Well, no, he tells no, he Batman didn't. one location and then he tells and then. No, he gives Batman two locations, does no? I'm he said, he, now. Said, he said one he said one is at one address and another is at another. Yeah, he and switched the addresses. He made him choose no, he made him choose an address and he didn't know yeah. who he was gonna save at each address. Oh. So it's like he was like at address A, there's a per- there's one of them, and at address B there's another. Choose wisely. That was the that was the joke of it. That he didn't know whether he was gonna get dent or whether he's gonna get um her. So when he showed up and Dent was there, he was like, no, no. <laughs> no, well, I need to rewatch The Dark Knight. Man, it's been years. Since I've I seen it, it so many times. It's, it's, I love that movie. Yeah, but that's what it reminded me of when they went to the wrong house. It, it also kind of made me laugh. Uh, but it does get really intense when Clarice is in this house and she quickly realizes, like, this is the dude. And <laughs> I like how she... She really catches on and she tries to like uh, arrest him and he just runs. Yeah. <laughs> he just like completely can't, takes off. Can't keep his dick tucked in. Let <laughs> that thing flying while you ran. I really expected him to um to like fight back, not just like run. I was very surprised by that. Just because the fact that he's killed like a good number of people before that, you'd think he'd be prepared to just fucking. Nah, he just lured fat girls in the vans. He didn't really do much of <laughs> <laughs> I need help couch. with this couch. Hey, little girl, come help me with the couch. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He does bust out these uh, these hilarious, like only in the '90s, uh, spy glasses that just see in the dark, and she's like following her. Uh, the night vision goggles. It makes me laugh, but like I love it because of course he has that. <laughs> Yeah, like that's like every like if you have a night pair of night vision goggles, you're automatically like labeled a fucking serial killer. That's just weird. That's just fucking weird. Especially if you use them in the house, like. Yeah. Don't ever go to like somebody's house when you see them, bitches. Fuck out. If if you see them, you 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 know you gotta play it cool and get out as quickly as possible in in like the most calm way. Yeah. Um, I do like how Clarice is like there and she's trying to save her Catherine, but she has to get rid of Buffalo Bill first. And Catherine's just yelling. Catherine's the girl that gets kidnapped (laughs) inside the hole. (laughs) Help! Help me! And then Clarice is like, "All right, I'm with the FBI." 
I'm gonna help you, but I need you to stay quiet so I can find him. Help me, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I'm so mad. I same. I was like, you know what? Just fucking leave. Let that fucking fat bitch sit in the ditch. <laughs> oh my god. Honestly. Leave her in there. Ungrateful fucking bitch. You know he's still yes. running around, you dumbass. How about you shut really? up so she doesn't get murdered because she can't hear shit because you're screaming? How the fuck is she gonna get you out anyway? You're in a fucking 20 foot ditch. <laughs> you think I can hoist your ass up? No! <laughs> hoist? This is, you're not a fucking pail of water like the fuck you're a damn 200 pound woman. No! Oh my god. No, we don't worry like that. <sighs> She just keeps yelling with the dog. The dog's just like, shut that dog up! <laughs> <laughs> it princess? Yeah, she'll never own a dog, ever. Alright, so we're getting to the ending here. Uh, so, you know, it goes like this. Uh, uh, Clarice saves the day. Uh, she shoots Buffalo Bill in a... Well, like, what is the... It's like a, it's almost like a western-type thing where they just, like, shoot at each other and you just gotta hope that she doesn't get shot. Well, I thought he didn't even pull the trigger. I thought she got him, and he didn't get to. I thought I saw him pull the trigger. Like, you see the shots fired. It's dark, and all you see is... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> so... <laughs> look, look, look. She, she shot that for her life. fucking clip. <laughs> it, but, you know, it's, I like this ending, like, battle scene, because it does go back to certain points of the movie. Uh, you know, her walking through the house mirrors how she's walking through Crawford's office at the beginning. And then, um, you know, later on in the middle of the movie, after her first meeting with uh, Hannibal, she she she's, you know, you get this sort montage of her like training. and She's kind of off her game and she goes into like this little training thing. And uh, one one guy kind of like gets her from behind and the other guy's like, uh, you know, watch watch your uh, your blind spot. And then he comes it comes back at the end here because of, you know, she, she shoots Buffalo Bill. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Honestly, it, it didn't look like it. she learned, but at the same time, she couldn't see a thing because she was just stumbling throughout the, the whole building, just struggling. I felt bad for her. Yeah. I was like, girl, was why bad. did you take a flashlight with you? What are you doing? Then again, <laughs> being the person I detective with no light. No flashlight on hand. That's literally like it's it goes in this order. Badge, gun, flashlight on your hip, fucking hooked on the belt, like slacking. It's like it's like usually the flashlight, the mace and all that stuff is like normally in like its own little holster. Definitely. Definitely. Bitch needed one shoes slacking. I left my flashlight at home. I'm sorry, I left my (laughs) flashlight at home, sure. Damn, uh, caught lacking. Being the person I am, the whole time she was walking through the house, she's like touching the wall and everything. I'm like, I would not want to touch any of that. <laughs> she didn't really have a choice, not did she, Walter? I mean, but still, I mean, in the dark, you can just walk slow. You don't have to be touching all on, on everything like that. Like, ew. You walk ew. slow and you run face first into a wall, Walter. Or, <laughs> or down a ditch. Bitch, she falls into a fucking yeah, a whale. <laughs> Falls right down in there with that beach with the fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we do get our our very ending, our very last scene here with, um, you know, Clarice gets. Does she get? Does she get promoted or does she get into the FBI? She gets into the FBI, she right? Graduates. She yeah, graduates. she graduated like mm-hmm. top of her class or some shit. 
Yeah, she get yeah she gains respect mostly from everybody. Her '90s uh, stereotypical black friend is there to cheer her on. <laughs> I hate that trope, but yeah. Uh, um, and then we get our scene. She gets a phone call from a uh, Doctor Lecter, who you know I honestly forgot he escaped by this point. And when he comes back, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's this homicidal cannibal running around. <laughs> And uh, we get this iconic scene of her talking to Hannibal. He's like, you know, tell me where you are. No, but uh, I'm having an old friend for dinner. And then we get Dr. Chilton walking off the plane. And, you know, there's bye-bye to my favorite character. <laughs> Thank God. Can we just then, agree, though, like, it, it, he for real deal called her to congratulate her on graduating. Yes, he really did. <laughs> what a I'm serial killer. He cared about her. He does. He does. Yep. You know, he's like, you got gut, you got guts, kid. Maybe I'll yeah. eat them, but not oh. today. Walks off to the sunset. That uh, is the vibe, though. Like one of these days, he's gonna pop up at her house and be like, "Hey, so I'm, well, we're having dinner." Well, I am. It's funny you should say that because that actually happens in one of the sequels. <laughs> oh just, shit! He shows up at her house, but uh, I'll get into that in a bit. All their sequels. Right? I need to watch them. Definitely. I got them all on DVD. Uh, of course you do. I bet you do. Yep. Amazon. Uh, <laughs> but real quickly, you know, that's that's the Science of the Lambs. Uh, real quickly, go down the line here. One sentence recommend. Uh, who wants to go first? I do it. Go ahead. 1019 recommend. Hey. Who's, Who's next? next? <laughs> I'll, I'll go, 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 go. Go. <laughs> Definitely oh, recommend. It's like perfect. It's just so good. I'll oh, recommend right. it too. It's oh, it's it's weird, but it's like a good weird and whatnot. I'd recommend it. All right, and Javon. Oh, I recommend it. Fully, fully. Ooh, I'll recommend all around. I definitely recommend the movie. You know, it's a, it's iconic. You got it. You got it. Not, it's not with Taco Bell. <laughs> not with Taco Bell. <laughs> not with Taco Bell. I feel like this is one of those movies you have to watch before you die. That's what Damn. Walter, what the hell? Yeah, wow. Okay. Before, I thought... Not before the weekend, but before we <laughs> die. Yeah, def- <laughs> if you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. We have it's watched it again. definitely a must-watch. Yeah, I agree. I know so, what Walter will be doing if he ever becomes a doctor. Well, you have about three days to die. It's enough time for you to watch Science of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, here's your prescription, and here's the a DVD copy of the Science of the Lambs. Yeah. You're just going to have a drawer with, like, just stacks on stacks full of Science of the Lambs. Bootleg style. Would you like it? Oh, the bootleg power. <laughs> we got bootlegs. We got DVD. We got Blu-ray. We got 4K. We got digital. Blu-rays if you got that good credit. Or yeah. good uh, uh, health insurance. Sorry, Blue Cross doesn't. Subscription to um, Amazon Prime real fast, so you can watch that. <laughs> yeah. okay, we got three days left. That's plenty of time. You got it. Okay. Here's, watch here, twice. Here's a promo code for you can uh, you can just put type that in and you get the movie automatically. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, definitely love this movie, but it's definitely not my favorite out of the series. Uh, I do want to go through the series real quickly just to see if I can pique y'all's interest in this franchise. But, uh, you know, we talked about Sons of the Lambs, but did you know that this is actually not the first? This is actually a sequel 
It's a sequel to the in the book. It's it, the book series goes Red Dragon, Sons of the Lambs, Hannibal, and then Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising is actually a prequel, but that's the book order. But the movies actually started with uh, Red Dragon, but it was in the 80s. Uh, it's a movie called Manhunter from 1986. It's directed by Michael Mann, who, uh, if you know that director, he did Heat, Miami Vice, and Ali. Uh, it stars William Peterson and Brian Cox. You know, most people know Brian Cox. I, I always go back to X-Men, too, for him. Uh, he played the main villain in that one. But Brian Cox actually plays the uh, was the first person to play Hannibal Lecter in that uh movie and that movie follows the storyline for red dragon fairly closely but kind of sort of loosely uh the movie totally bombed when it came out though no one went to go release no one went to see it but um it it has a cult following now uh you know film geeks love it because it's michael mann and michael mann is just one of those directors that you you know if you watch his movie you you're bound to just kind of pay attention uh, I've rewatched it before this podcast, and I will say that uh, I respect it, but it is definitely not one I would always go back to. It's it's definitely an art movie, but it's very slow, like extremely slow, unnecessarily slow, and not all that interesting. So, um, you know, I, I, that's me pretty much saying if you're not already into like if you're into filmmaking. I recommend it. If not, you can totally skip it. Just you, just YouTube it, really. Just YouTube my clips from it. And then uh, we have uh, Silence of the Lambs afterwards, which we talked about. And then after the after the vast success of Silence of the Lambs, we have uh, Hannibal, which is the uh, sequel to Silence of the Lambs, and it continues with uh, Clarice's story. Uh, I believe it's ten years later in the uh book but uh that movie came out in 2001 it is uh directed by ridley scott and you know ridley scott is the director of uh alien and blade runner uh there we have anthony hopkins back as hannibal but uh they (laughs) jodie foster did not come back she said no (laughs) so no more of her accent but as a replacement we got julianne moore Who's putting on a very who I would say is putting on a worse accent. Oh great. No, yeah. <laughs> a fake but, uh, British accent. Did you it, find it, it charming it, at least? Cause... No, it it's very it's like nails on a chalkboard, honestly. Ah Ooh. fuck. Yeah, it she's not really good in that movie in the movie, only because I think she just miscast. But you know, they were trying to be like, oh, we lost Jody, so who do we get? I guess Julianne Moore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, I feel like they settled. Uh, this is act. Uh, mm, Gary Oldman's also in this movie though, but he's uncredited. <laughs> but uh, he plays Uh-oh. a character by the name of Mason Verger. Uh, he's one, also another favorite character of mine in the entire series. Uh, like I said earlier, he's the guy that uh, he was one of Hannibal's patients, and in the book. Uh, in the book, he's actually a pedophile, <laughs> but uh, in the in the movie adaptation, they never they never really hint at it. But uh, in in the uh, I'm trying to think here in the, in the TV show, they switch it to that he's just a regular sadist. And uh, the weird thing about Mason is that he he makes kids cry on purpose, 
and then like soaks up their tears and then puts it in a martini glass and then drinks it. <laughs> it's so great. So it's great. A weird. It's fucking so mean. <laughs> oh my god. It, it's just it's so mean though. Uh, it's, it's so bad and mean, but again, he, he, he has like, his, his face is just completely messed up, which is like the funny thing about him, uh, in the T, in the TV show, uh, he's played by Michael Pitt, who we talked about in Bully, he is amazing, and I'll get to the TV show in a bit, but, uh, it, he's, he's like one of the best parts of it, uh, we also have Ray Liotta, who, if you've ever seen Goodfellas, he's the main guy there, he plays kind of like, uh, he's not, He's like uh, Clarice's like rival in Hannibal, and the whole story about Hannibal is just that uh, Clarice accidentally sh- oh, Clarice is on like a drug mission and she shoots a lady, and the lady has a baby on her, but the baby lives. But everybody's like, "Oh, Clarice shot a mom," and and everybody's just up in arms about that. So they're trying to get her like fired or whatever, and Hannibal's like, "Well." Like she needs help, and that's when he just shows up at her house and is like, I'm here to help you. But then, no, by the end of the book and the movie, he's just really there to like try and kill her. But it's oh. it's in a loving way. It's it's a very difficult relationship. Oh my have. god, in a loving yeah. way. Clarice's character in the book and the movies um, is there. They have more of a romantic attraction towards each other. Her and Hannibal as they progress, mainly in the Ew. books. It's a romantic. It's not like it's a romantic of like it's a romance of intellect, and in that uh, Clarice actually challenges Hannibal in a way, but uh, you know he doesn't necessarily want to kill her because he thinks of her as his sister, which is important because uh, you know skipping to Hannibal Rising in that book and in the movie uh, Hannibal's origins is explained as he's a. He's from Lithuania. He's from a rich family, but they were invaded by Nazis. And due to a, a snowstorm, the Nazis were like buried in, like, were trapped inside the house with Hannibal and his sister. And they killed and ate his sister and then fed her to Hannibal without him knowing. And, you know, that kind of starts him on his path of being completely crazy and eating people. But, you know, so when he meets Clarice, she kind of is like a spark that kind of he links together and the whole entire thing is just Hannibal is trying to transform Clarice into a version of his sister and you know that means just kind of like that that means just like torturing her mentally and all that but uh, after that we get Red Dragon in 2002 I actually really love this movie it, again it's, it's my favorite story I've already went on about the villain uh but you know, it's direct, it's directed by Brett Ratner. He did X Men: Last Stand, Rush Hour, and Tower Heights. Tower Heights. Uh, Anthony Hopkins comes back, but we have Edward Norton as Will Graham, and uh, Ralph Fiennes is in it as the villain, and then we have Harvey Keitel as uh, as Jack Crawford. Uh, I you know, it, I it, it's it's such a fascinating movie. I definitely recommend. This the strongest recommend out of the series. Definitely check it out. Uh, it. It's what's interesting is that you do get this contrast between Will Graham's uh, relationship with Hannibal and then you get Clarice's relationship with Hannibal. And in the movie, it's not really uh, touched on, but you get a lot of it in the in the show. But you get some of it in that how Hannibal and Will are just kind of like mentally on the same path or in the same like uh, wavelength. 
but they're both on different ends of the spectrum of like you know good evil killing saving people uh phil seymour mm. hoffman's also in it he plays a journalist and he has like one of the best deaths in a movie I, I love i love his death in the movie he gets like super glued to a wheelchair and then set on fire <laughs> yep. damn that is very morbid yeah it's 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 insane uh then you have hannibal rising you know it's his origin story i didn't get a chance to rewatch this movie but you know basically this trying to just describe this movie it's basically x-men origins wolverine meets batman begins that's kind of how it is but uh you know that's that's all i can say about it but uh then we have the tv show i freaking love the tv show i wanted to force everybody i do to watch it because it's so awesome uh the only person i got to watch it was savannah and chris and both of them dropped out fairly well into it i know savannah dropped out early (laughs) Uh, Chris made it to the second season, but didn't finish. I don't think. <laughs> it's it. I'm trying. It, it's such a fantastic show, though. It it came out and uh, it ran from 2013 to 2015. Uh, the show acts as a prequel to both Red Dragon and the series, but it also covers uh, it covers story elements from Hannibal and Red Dragon in its uh, third season for uh, most of the show. You know, I, I was gonna go into a bunch of other stuff about it, but it honestly, all my all I'm have, all I'm gonna say is just check out the show. It's 100% worth your time. It is artfully done. It is amazing. That's, I I that's all I can really say about it. That was a good word, artfully. Artfully done, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're expanding vocabularies tonight. <laughs> it's just such an amazing show. Like Savannah, you've seen it. We could you know. Ask Savannah. Uh, um, but the, the <laughs> franchise, the franchise does continue. There is actually a show in production, or it was in production before COVID hit. Uh, they have a series on uh, CBS about Clarice herself, and uh, it's not going to have Hannibal in it, but it's going to follow her after the events of Silence of the Lambs and uh, all that. But uh, you know, we don't know too much about it other than that due to COVID, it's going to it got pushed back to a. Uh, to uh 2021 but hopefully yeah. when more information comes out about it uh we will see it so uh before we exit out i just wanted to say that uh what i love most about this series and the franchise is the constant theme of transformation and ambiguity of ethics and morality that comes with it uh francis dollarhide is the red dragon in the red dragon book and movie he, you know, he's trying to transform into the Red Dragon. Buffalo Bill in Sound of the Lambs is trying to transform into a pretty woman. Hannibal is trying to transform Clarice into a version of his sister. And just as his sister transformed Hannibal and Hannibal Rising, both Will and Hannibal are attempting to transform into each other. That's basically the the whole entire like overview and thesis of this entire series. It's absolutely fascinating on a, psycho, a psychological level, but also on a storytelling level. Um, I'll, I'll also say that a big way to sum up this entire series, too, is that uh, I'm a steal from our bonus podcast, American Horror Story, in which we have the famous line, all monsters are human. That pretty much, you know, as, you know, uh, American Horror Story liter- literalizes this statement while Hannibal, the Hannibal franchise makes this metaphor, which is what really draws me into it. But uh, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight for having us thanks for having us man no problem
you guys to listen for listening out there. Uh, if you want more of the Murderboard podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore pod and on Twitter at underscore murder the. There you can leave uh, questions and comments and feel free to request what you want us to talk about next in future episodes if I haven't already planned it. Uh, definitely find more of uh, the podcast on uh, your favorite podcast networks mainly spotify apple podcast and right here on the anchor podcast uh look for new episodes on friday and we'll catch you again on the murder board Mm -hmm.